Whatever. Whatever. Let's talk about I'm, Adventure I'm Time. I'm over like the, is Kanye West good or is he just crazy discussion? Like, <laughs> Yeah. I don't even like want to talk about him anymore. Let's talk about Adventure Time. Okay, fine. Kanye? Yeah. Of this podcast or Adventure Time? <laughs> what podcast does Kanye West listen to? Like the Tim Ferriss podcast. Joel Osteen. Joel Osteen, yeah. He listens to the Joel Osteen podcast. <laughs> he went on Joel Osteen's show. Really? Yeah. What is it? What is why? Because everyone just wants the attention. Stop, we're not talking about Kanye West anymore. I know. Adventure time, go. I don't want to talk about Adventure it. guys. Adventure guys. Adventure guys. Now it's time for Adventure guys. Welcome to Adventure Guys, the podcast for humans and dogs. I'm Eric the Human. I am Nick the Human. And for the first time in over 10 episodes, <laughs> oh, we've got a guest back in the building, in person, live. We got another human, and what's his name? I am Sean the Human. What's up, guys? That's Hello. right. Sean Harvey, New York edition. How are you doing, guys? Sean, coming back to make sure he remains the number one most frequent guest on this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we've been talking like f- familially about and off mic about how I'm going to like be up here more just to like visit visit my brother, but also now I feel like I have like a real um career obligation to get here a lot so that <laughs> yeah. I can uh, assert my uh, adventure guys guest dominance. You got to keep the 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 record, man. I do. I will. Don't on, on our last episode we were discussing the possibility of doing live adventure guys shows. And it would have to be like a band format and you would need to play drums and we would play guitar and bass. Okay. So like we're talking <laughs> like we're going to play the theme song and then like we'll fade out playing the theme song. And while you're going, dun, 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 you'll come in and you'll start like, hey, like that yeah. type of thing. Yeah. All we'll, right. we'll do the actual podcast live, but we're just going to have to play all the theme songs. That sounds that Yeah. Sounds and we were saying like, we should roll up to like a DIY punk show and just be a band on the bill called Adventure Guys. <laughs> <laughs> and our set is just doing that. Oh, could you imagine going to God. a gig and that's what happens? I would love to do a DIY tour. <laughs> So on this, we do a different episode every night. Yeah. So on this episode, we, uh, I mean, you could, y'all are well on the way. We are well on the way to that. I think <laughs> just gotta grow that fan base a little bit, the but old fashioned be... way through getting to the road and touring. Yeah, we'd be talking about an episode of Adventure Time live <laughs> on stage. <laughs> they, they didn't, they don't even. Would we, would we give an intro, Eric? Would we go up and go? Okay, so before we start, this is what this is, or do we just? Set up and go. We'd probably have to violate some copyright kind of laws and watch the episode first, like on stage. Oh yeah. Well, I think you need. Sorry, if we have thirty minutes um, at the DIY spot, you project and watch the first episode. Then we do like a 15-20 minute episode of. Yeah, that's not going to work. I think as DIY openers, we're going to have to demand an hour long slot. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Another option is like, even if it's like the South by changeover, that's like 10 minutes, you know, you just take one of those little Amazon projectors, 
bed sheet over the kick drum and while we're setting up and sound checking, it's like projecting. The, the episode is projecting like during setup. That's a really good idea. Yeah. If anyone out there is a promoter on the East Coast or in Texas, please hit us up because we would love to do this live. Yeah. Uh, or just hit me up and book me, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to book a bunch of tours for next year and uh, I haven't done it in a while. And it would be great if someone else just wanted to do it for me. <laughs> yeah. Any amalgamation of... You know, touring the podcast or Eric touring can all go to uh, did you see the mail at gmail.com. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> there you go. I love it. It's a business email. <laughs> Sean, you, you, you've done some touring. Kraken Quartet. Kraken Quartet has done some touring. We, um, back when we were first getting our feet off the ground, we kind of just like went up and down the East Coast a whole bunch. We like, you know, just like played like four or five shows at a time, just like New York, Philly, DC type thing and then um at one point i attempted to go in uh my first foray into booking a really long tour which eric is a much much more seasoned professional at doing that but um i booked one of those and then yeah we it beats uh, the shit out of you is what i've inferred from both of you is that it's hard it's hard and grueling and just like fuck man it just yeah. it can really beat you down doing it for so long like really numbed me to how ridiculous and shitty it is like constantly and now that i've been out of the touring game for almost two years i'm really apprehensive about trying to book a tour again like yeah. it just and the, even the last tour that we did which was right under the wire like right before coronavirus like january february 2020 like that was the first tour we did where someone else booked all the dates wow like we got added to a package which was so nice i was like i didn't ask any questions it's like here are the dates here's the pay just show up and play fucking ska music yeah <laughs> if we can uh, okay now you're talking about ska music that someone else but sean we've never talked about your ska past which we should you you played in <laughs> this like, yeah. like ben folds re- your redneck past <laughs> you played in a ska band. you didn't book those tours when you were playing with your ska I, band i did not i played in a ska band called 4.0 that was based out of baldwinsville new york yeah. that um yeah let's go 4.0 and um our, lighthouses rule lighthouses rule it's a great song i also love the song agoraphobia there's a couple others that are great but um yeah shout out to eddie steenstra our uh lead trombonist and uh essentially band manager who like who got us through those tours um you know i went through all the the hallmarks on one specific tour you know like van breaking down engine dying oh yeah where are you gonna sleep tonight in boston i don't know (laughs) do we have to go to a shelter or something who knows and then and then just like you know it's just it's those types of things that um I, I'm so thankful to have experienced them, but they were terrible in the moment. <laughs> Eric, I always remember when we were in Boston and we played this show and the show was really weird. The sound guy didn't show up two hours, so the show was like three hours late. Oh. And then we wanted to stay with one of the guys in the opening band who was nice, but he kept going like, no, like my house sucks. You guys could stay somewhere better. And we were all like, no, dude, like you don't understand. We just, we need a place to sleep. <laughs> And he's nice guy. Then we went to his place, and I just remember like it didn't have like furniture in it. I think he was moving. Oh, okay, that's, that's what, what it was. Is. Okay, there we go. Because I was like, why go. didn't that guy have furniture? Yeah, that's funny. I forgot you were on that show. Uh, that was that might not have been actual Boston proper, right? Like, it was like Alston. I don't think it was Alston. It was it like was Somerset or something. Somerset, yeah, yeah. Mm. 
it was a weird venue. It was a weird vibe. I remember one of the bands like absconded with all of the night's pay. Like the, the like the like the first band, yeah. They uh they were like, oh, we really love you guys. Sorry, we can't stick around to see y'all set. And like then they got their pay and got everyone's pay and or just the, pieced out. Yeah, the promote they were supposed to pay everybody else with the money, but they didn't know that the promoter didn't explain it. Yeah, and from what I understand, it was an honest mistake yeah. because the the promoter like called them and they were like, Oh, we did not realize that was for everyone. And sorry, we left, like we'll pay you back. And then the promoter like floated us the, like our cut. Okay. But, but it was still like, (sighs) I know it's an honest mistake, but man, like honest mistakes from other people have just like tried to tank my career at every turn. (laughs) Yeah. That's rough. (laughs) If you've never done this, welcome to it. That's what you have. If if you're trying to do it, if you're looking forward to do it, just yeah. prepare. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The and, most like awkward money thing that ever happened with Kraken is like one time um, a show promoter basically mixed up which band was supposed to get which guarantee and gave us like the wrong amount of money. And we're like, hey, this isn't right. And he was like, yes, it is. And we had to have this really awkward moment where every band had to come in and like didn't know like how much money each other is making. And then we all had to like sit there and be like, okay, guys, how much money did you agree to do for this show? And then like we had, everyone had to like out their rate and it was like, it kind of soured the whole rest of the tour for like one particular band. I know. It's like, like, I mean, you you should be getting a fair rate all across the board, like depending on like where each band is at. But then like sometimes you do find out and like, oh, that's what that band made on this show. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, I feel so bad about myself now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that can be that can just be hard, you know. So, but but yeah, man, I love I love doing those tours. I I will say, Eric, you know, it is such an incredible feeling when someone hits you up and is like, "Hey, you want to come on this tour? I booked it all." You oh, know, yes. the last two Kraken tours we played with the band TTNG, formerly known as This Town Needs Guns, and they they just hit us up and they're like, "Hey, you want to come on tour?" And it's just like, "Uh, yeah." And they're like, "Cool, all right." Here's the first show, and it's like. Yay, instead of just like months and months and months of torment over like, do we secure this? Do we secure this venue? Do we promote it yet? Do we find the other bands? Do we uh, do we send stage plots? And just like, you know, dozens right. of You're times. Like, it's looking, yeah. tour's looking good, but there's this like three date stretch. It's like, if we don't get something in there. No, I've, yeah. I mean, I've booked tours that are like 10 weeks long. So you're on like the first leg of tour, still trying to nail down the last leg of tour. Or I've just spent an entire year on tour. So like booking, you know, November in the middle of your summer tour, like just yeah. ruins your summer tour. Yeah. Like even though it's a different tour technically, and then you've got like a different backing band for that group, like mm-hmm. that leg, and you've got to, you know, figure out their transportation while you're still like on the road with like this group of guys. It's, yeah. It, it'll be very nice once someone wants to do it all for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, amen to that. I'd sure. like to get someone to do lots of things for me. Me too. Cook for me. Clean for me. Wash my little feet. You fucking bougie piece of shit. Wash my big ol' <laughs> wash my big ol' hands. <sighs> wash my left leg. I got the right. What? You got the right? I got the right. Maybe even wash my car. I hate washing. That's what I'm getting. You don't at. like washing? No, I don't like Why washing. Not? Because I don't want to touch the dirt. 
But it's on your body already. Yeah, that's because the dirt touched me. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Yeah. You 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 live in the dirt's world. Yeah, so I don't I don't I don't know. I don't I don't like to think about it that way. <laughs> this is think, a very Nick centric universe. Yeah, the dirt got its way into my orbit, which <laughs> is not appreciated. I need a dirt field, like a force field for dirt. <laughs> this is surprising coming from someone uh who resi- who comes originally from a place that is colloquially known as dirty jersey <laughs> yet yet uh dirt is a is an issue well it's not that i really have a problem with dirt it's that i just don't want to touch it yeah are we talking like all all types of dirt are we talking about topsoil what about like mud uh mud's worth okay if we did like a list and we were like you know top like from best dirt to worst dirt yeah best best of dirt would be topsoil okay right, right? yeah is there Maybe a better dirt potting than topsoil so- Oh yeah, potting soil is probably above topsoil. Yeah, I'd say so. So pot soil, mm-hmm. topsoil. Mm-hmm. Um, then I would go um, sand. Mm-hmm. Is that dirt? <laughs> Maybe sand. Yeah. yeah, you're putting sand on the dirt list. Yeah, because it gets everywhere, <laughs> and it feels dirty. Nick, what is your feeling on mulch? Oh, I'd put mulch in the top three. I had to mulch above a, sand. I had to mulch a bunch of like rich neighbors' yards uh one summer uh during college. And let me tell you, I do not like mulch anymore. Not a fan I'd of mulch. Put, I would also say though, below sand I would put anthill. Oh I'd, yeah, anthill. That's then, not good. That's not good. That's bad dirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, interesting that that's bad dirt just based on the formation. Yeah. What purpose is the dirt serving actually makes it worse dirt? That's true. I'd put mud is probably the worst dirt. Mud? Yeah, yeah bottom of the list for sure. Bottom mud. of the list. I would say like maybe just ahead of mud, like only slightly better, but like maybe even like long, maybe long-term worse than mud is like desert dust. Like mm. when you're like, you know, on that long ass drive through New Mexico, Arizona, and you yeah. like have to walk to the, like the, highway rest station oh yeah and and you just get like fucking dirt and it's like dry dusty dirt like all over yourself somehow desert dirt yeah and you don't know where it really came from and like it's impossible to get off because like you don't have a lot of it is sand it's from the the ground but we're not talking about that we're talking about the airborne dirt that gets all over that you didn't see coming and it's whipping at you and hits your car from the barren non-fertile lands of West Texas to Arizona and New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. I would also, in my air list, that would be pretty near the bottom too. Desert, like dirty air is bad. Dirty air is bad, but desert air. Desert I air. Mean, is, if we're thinking yeah. about like far West Texas, that's mm-hmm. some good air. Clean air. That's really good clean I, air. You know, unless there's dirt in it. I'm not built for that though. You're not built for it. You want it? polluted no, air? I want uh, humid, like closer to the water kind of air. Okay. Like my my respiratory system just gets so fucking dried out mm-hmm. with that kind of shit, and like I immediately get fucked up as a vocalist. Mm-hmm. So like touring through that area is always rough. Uh, like man, like playing in Arizona is like I've had some of the worst vocal nights of my life in Arizona. Oh wow, yeah, 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 yeah. I would definitely say that one of Kraken's hardest shows we ever did was a summer show in Arizona. That was just like in Phoenix, and it was gnarly how hot it was 
Just so hot there. Now, Phoenix in Arizona, where is that on your state's tier list? On my state's pretty tier low. list? Yeah. Arizona is pretty low. We know the, the worst state. I we, know. we do know the worst state. I have to say, I have a personal connection to the, the one redeeming quality of the of worst that state? state. We'll get to that state later. Can I go back to Arizona yeah, for a second? Yeah. I want to talk about and pick a fight just generally with society over the fact that the fifth largest city in America is in a place that just can't actually keep humans alive naturally in Phoenix, Arizona. Right. Like 20 years from now, people are like, well, in 20 years, we like literally just have to abandon Phoenix, Arizona because it's going to be too hot. It's going to be too difficult to get water there. It's going to be too difficult to get natural resources there. What is it? It's a monument to man's arrogance. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> is that was on the bumper arrogance. stickers <laughs> that's on the license plate? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. That and Vegas is is the same where people are like, yeah, pretty soon. And Vegas is getting bigger and it's just going to be like, yeah, you can't, this can't sustain life. Yeah. I feel like the, the opposite side of that same spectrum is like Edmonton. Yes. Where it's like, it's, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's not really connected to anywhere. And it's just so fucking north and cold. Like, why would you put a city there? Mm-hmm. There's not really a reason for it. Well, do you know the name of their hockey team? Do I care about the name of their hockey well, team? It's the Oilers. <laughs> That's it's, why. It's oil. Oil. Chiching Canadian oil barons. Let's go. Is That's, oil Edmonton? Is oil a kind of dirt? <sighs> That's gold dirt, baby. Yeah, gold dirt. Um, isn't that isn't that what they called it in There Will Be Blood? Maybe. Something like that. There's I, a name for it that had dirt. Yeah. I know when I'm changing the oil Black on gold. the van. Black gold. Like in sort of desert conditions, mm-hmm. and you get like the oil mixed in with desert d- dirt. Mm-hmm. Like that's some that's some shit that yeah, gets all over. Great. That's gross, and it's ha- yeah. really hard to clean. Yeah, like you have like dirt caked with engine oil. Yeah, that's pretty low on the list. The opposite of bad dirt for me, I would say, is some northeastern, maybe New Jersey farmland area type dirt. Um, Nick and I actually, though, really close to our house in New Jersey, where we grew up, there was a road called Shades of Death Road. And it was in, uh, it was out in the woods and it was like a famous weird New Jersey type mythological place. But on that road, other than all the myths of how scary and dark it is, there is a mine where all of the baseball dirt for the New York Yankees, Mets and Red Sox all comes from one place in rural New Jersey. It's very red dirt. Yeah, it's cool dirt. It's really great dirt. Infield dirt is is pretty high on the list. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's a high infield dirt's good. Yeah, it's uh, that's top two. It definitely you know gets on uniforms and stuff. Definitely some S tier dirt. I feel like it's it's manageable. Like any of the negative effects of dirt at large, like in general, Mm -hmm. are are managed well with infield dirt. Well, and and that's why I like mulch, is it's manageable. (sighs) Is it? Big pieces. You can get some splinters, though. I don't oh, know. yeah. It smells pretty bad. If you fall on mulch, it'd be bad. Yeah. What kind of dirt do you think they're putting under an NFL football field? And I'm only asking because, you know, people will, like, slide or tackle whatever, and they'll get the grass stain on the jersey, but there's also that dirt on the jersey from time to time, too. You know what I mean? Is that just from the sod? It's just like, is that mud? My name is Mud. Oh. Hey, I want to go back to that worst state for a second yeah. you were talking about. So I have a favorite coffee. Let's put shout out Onyx Coffee. Onyx Coffee. Yeah, I think you've told us about this, yeah. right? It's based in Bentonville, Arkansas. Bentonville. And uh, Arkansas. we're not going to talk about other things in Bentonville. Arkansas. However. Arkansas. No, however, 
Um, I just ordered. <laughs> I just ordered the Onyx Coffee Advent Calendar, so it is a different variety of coffee every day for Advent. So it's like twenty something mm. tiny bags of coffee. It's like every day you open it up and it's like, oh, this bag of coffee came from this place and we we roasted it this way and like we treated it this way and it's a natural blah, 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 you know, and they like give you like the specs of exactly how to like brew this one cup of coffee and then you do it again tomorrow and the next that's, day until, until Christmas. Cool. That's the that's the one redeeming uh, thing for our collective least favorite state, Arkansas. Yeah, so, yeah and, and, for sure. And despite that, Arkansas is still worse than Arizona. It's the fiftieth state, fiftieth best state. I think Arkansas is probably not. It's probably the worst still. I, you know, but also I don't have as much experience in Arizona. I think they get off the hook for uh, having an abundance of like big city. Culture yeah, go back also. to one of Sean's past yeah, I mean, uh, appearances. We really broke down why Arkansas is a piece of shit. Well, place. can we talk about something for a sure, second with that? It. Last, but since the last time I was on. You traveled up to the Northeast again, yeah. which meant you had to go through Arkansas. I drove through it. I, while I had a broken elbow, I sold four timpani, which meant that I had to drive a box truck through Arkansas up to Cincinnati. And when I did, the freaking bridge into Memphis was closed, yep. and we all had to drive through East Memphis, Arkansas. Yeah. Or yeah West I, West Memphis or whatever. I it did is. that too. I was uh what a going back that and forth. Yep. Yeah, guys, that was really rough. I we all talked about it though. We gassed up to do the Arkansas run, we call it, right? Yeah. Which is if you gas up in Texarkana or what would uh, going up, but if you're going the other way Memphis. Memphis, yeah. gas up so that you can just drive straight on through Arkansas and not stop. Yeah. That's the goal. Yeah. I have some friends from Arkansas. I really hope they never hear this. I I don't <laughs> think I currently have friends in Arkansas. Oh yeah. Not in Arkansas from like they 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 chose they elected to leave. So maybe I don't feel that bad. You know. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I do know some very nice people in Arizona. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But ultimately there are, are a lot of very unnice people in Arizona. Mm-hmm. There are definitely unnice people in Arizona. Do you have a least favorite Northeast city? Because I do. Um, Northeast. Yeah, you know, I, I might get shit for this. I don't think Boston is all it's cracked up to be. Mm. Mm. I have one that's slightly smaller, and that would be Providence, Rhode Island. Oh, okay, yeah, sure, for sure. Providence is okay. way lower than Boston. There yeah. you go. Yeah, for me, yeah, Providence... I've only been twice and one time was on a 4.0 show. And I got to tell you, on that day, it was just like so much negativity and like huh. more road rage than I've ever seen in like New York ever, anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, you're you're doing Providence a huge undeserved favor just by including it on a list of Northeastern cities. Yeah, you're right. That's I really true. always thought, I've never been there, but it just always sounded kind of cool to me. It's like, it's in Rhode Island. There's the cool colleges there, art colleges. Mm-hmm. I just assumed it was like nice and quaint and fun. No. no, like Rhode Island School of Design or whatever. Yeah. But their ivy is called brown. <laughs> Do you know what else is brown? Dirt. Mud. Oh. Speaking of that, my name is Mud. Yeah, there you go. That's that's true. There's a TikToker Nick and I really like. His name is Mud. Oh yeah, Mud Mud dot consumer. Mud dot consumer. He's a really great TikToker. Huh. 
he makes very uh, he, it just seems like his life is very unsettling i don't know it's it's uh i think it's, it's a very bit of a character to be honest but it's a very funny character it's it's very hyperactive and it's crazy fuck i had another t- something i saw on tiktok that related to a point that Eric was making before that I can't remember. So I don't think anybody was making any points at any point in this conversation. <laughs> Eric, I have a question. Eric had a point. Do you have a favorite Primus song? <laughs> no. I do. No. Okay, what is it? My name is Mud. Okay. Mine's probably still Jerry was a race car. Driver. Yeah, I mean oh, those yeah. are the only two Primus songs as far as I know. <laughs> well, what about Winona's Big Brown Beaver? Winona's Big Brown Beaver is really great. That's, 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 that's deeper than than I go on There's Primus. There's some really, really great stuff on selling the seas of cheese. Tommy the Cat is a really great okay. one. I remember that from when I was eleven. <laughs> um, yeah, Tommy the Tommy Cat Cat's was a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Tommy the Cat Big Yeah, I used to be able to say that whole song. Many it was cool, Sean. You you learned to just you never played bass before and you picked up a bass and just learned how to like play Primus songs. Yeah, I gate. did. That's I what did. you did. Well, do you know why? I still believe that a lot of Primus is just like drumming on a bass. Yep. Yep. We're that, playing that, that, rhythms that, that, on that, a bass. Yeah. And I took a little bit of piano as a kid. So it was like the left hand finger action of that mixed with the the tapping. That oh, was it. I remember the point I wanted to make. Which was you called Arkansas a bunch of milk drinkers? <laughs> is that an insult that's going around now? I I didn't. Well, have you heard that before? Because I would really like to start using it. Have we broken yeah, down know. our issue with the milk and the Arkansas on the podcast before? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the state beverage. They're not yes. the only milk drinkers out there, but they're no. a bunch of fucking milk well, drinkers. And this was true. something I was bringing up. This was a point that I saw on TikTok, which somebody was talking about how. They saw, they went to somebody's house, their friend's house, and their husband just took out like a gallon of milk, poured a glass and drank it. And she was like, it occurred to me that was the first time I've seen anyone do that in like a decade. And she was just floored. (laughs) And I was like, I can't remember the last time I saw someone drink a full glass of milk in front of me. There is a like um, it, it. It was so common. Remember the milk lobby, the got milk shit was so common. We all grew up drinking so much fucking milk every single day. Three glasses a day. It was supposed to. You're supposed to drink a shitload of milk, and now none of us drink it. There's we never no, needed to. There's no way I could get back on that. I would shit my no. brains out. I would have to drink like like just a, a couple ounces, take a lactate, and then the next day, just a couple more ounces, take another lactate. <laughs> well, like, they they sold it on us because we needed calcium, right? And then didn't it turn out that that's not true? Well, it's like there are so many other places in the world where you can get calcium. There's a shitload of calcium in broccoli. Almond milk has way more calcium than regular milk. Yes, very, very true. Yeah, super true. When did we all stop drinking milk? Was that like 2010? For me, it was around college. 2010, 11? 10, 11. Uh, I held on a little bit later because I was doing protein shake kind of stuff, but then I I even switched my protein shakes over to almond milk uh, probably around like 2016. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was in college when I was like, I'm going to go towards plant based milks from now on. And someone was like, why are you doing that? I was like, I just think I'm starting to feel really unsettled by the concept of milk. Doesn't make you feel good either. It's unsettling. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Dude, here's here's an unsettling milk fact. Uh, you know, you get those expiration dates mm-hmm. and like if you're lucky, you have like maybe 10 days out mm-hmm. from buying it. That milk has already like existed in that bottle for like fucking weeks before yeah. it got to the yeah, supermarket. It's super weird. No, thank yeah, you. it's really not great. Uh, check, please. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh my god no i did also learn around that time when i was transitioning away from milk that i have an intolerance to almonds oh yeah that was, was one thing step, it is one step did you eat under so allergic. many almonds weren't you no shoveling them down now no 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 what it was was that i was like hey milk is fucking disgusting so i'm gonna try plant-based milk so i tried almond milk and i got my stomach just died my, it just sat in my stomach and my body was just unable to digest it for a while. But I didn't really know what was going on because I was also a college student. So I was living like 15 other unhealthy habits at the same time. <laughs> yeah, right. So I was like, what's making my body this way? And then I figured out <laughs> later, I figured out later that summer that every time I drank almond milk, uh, you know, I just I, I just like was like bedridden for like a day because like my body couldn't digest it. Shit. Yeah, yeah that sucks. sucks. Almonds are, are a big part of my diet now. Yeah. I, so I just got food stamps, major celebration of my life recently. There you go, okay. Uh, I've been extremely malnourished like the last few months and I've gotten entree. I've felt so good just mm-hmm. the last week, just eating like <sighs> real food and vegetables and everything. And uh, yeah, I snack on almonds a lot. They're mm-hmm. great. Yeah, man. Almonds are super awesome. I can have a cooked almond. That's the important distinction. Smoked almond? Learned. You ever have one of those? Smoke anything and I'll oh, eat it. Yeah. Smoke anything? Some, yeah. Smoke some mud. I'll drink that. <laughs> Smoke some mud. My name is Mud. Yeah. Dude. Uh, the last time I had, I remember I was vegan for like two years and I didn't drink any milk, cream, anything. And then my first meal back was PEI mussels. You ever had those? Yeah. I just want to clarify. The, you didn't drink any cream or anything except for <laughs> Java monsters well, when you were touring were lot, with the holophonics. I was vegan, air quotes, <laughs> where I was conveniently sometimes would just be like, ah, it's fine. Yeah. There's a cookie there. I'd be like, go have a cookie. Yeah. Even those eggs in that. Oh, the cake. What? Well, I'm not a monster. And then, yeah, on the holophonics tour, everyone was loading up on their <laughs> energy drinks. I went inside. I was like, oh, yeah, a coffee monster. I haven't had one of those in forever. And I brought it out. And Eric was just like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, it's a coffee monster. He goes, yeah, but isn't that just all milk? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And aren't you vegan? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. He goes, you're the worst fucking vegan I've ever met. And I like went back inside and exchanged it. And you were like, you don't have to you know you could drink it if you want just thought and i was like no you're right you're right you're right <laughs> i yeah that's like the first time i i, I realized that like gummy bears ha- have gelatin in them oh yeah then you can't you know can't have any of that shit you know gelatin ground up bones yep it's very true um i have something new to to throw in and talk about on the podcast that is public for the first time and i'm gonna say show to eric for the first time is that i got this which Eric is looking perplexed at what this is. It yeah, is it, it's called a light phone. I got an e-ink non-smartphone. Oh, I think I know what that is. Sure. Yeah. So I got a phone that doesn't have social media on it anymore. It just has a podcast app and nice. it has a music app. Shout out to the podcast app because I can search on the podcast app adventure guys and this podcast and you, shows and up. you can rate us five stars uh 
Uh, there's no rating on oh, this phone, <laughs> but Fuck. I can do it. <laughs> okay, I, I can. I, I've definitely put in the five stars on multiple platforms before. Rest thank, you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. So, but so, that's but and then, and then you have other maps on there. Or there's a directions app on this thing. Directions. Um, there it's like this is a super young company that's like actually based somewhere like right around here in, in Greenpoint that is like oh, wow. actively coding and like making all this stuff for the very first time for the phone right now so it's literally just like oh we just created a, dir- a directions app and they're like it's like no one out there really wants to help them so it's like it's like well like our ability to triangulate like where you are is like it still takes like a minute so it's like <laughs> oh if God. you really need this you type in like where you are right now and where you're trying to go and it just shows you like map quest style shit and like a really funny uh, map. So, I w- do you not have a regular phone I do have a regular phone for when my different bands need me to do social media and stuff. Yeah, I'm like, there's no way you can be a professional musician without a smartphone. It, it stays at home, and it doesn't have a SIM card in it. So it connects to Wi-Fi. However, when I am traveling, when I'm like leaving Austin for something, I bring it with me in case I need it for something. So like that's that's happening right now. It's like I have that. I have that phone so that I can like, you know, like if I need it, this one, this thing also has a hotspot though. So like, it's like, oh, I'm like mm. out and about and like, I need to check my email or whatever. This has a hotspot. So like my computer can like hotspot to this, you know? So it's like a thoughtful, dumb phone. I've had <laughs> a lot of friends in my life who are like, dude, your phone is stupid. <laughs> Go back to having a normal phone, man. I'm sick of dealing with you and your phone. Yeah. Someone that we were mutual friends with in Austin texted me and was like, Tell your brother to get the fuck off that phone. <laughs> and I was just like, uh, yeah, I didn't know he was on that thing. Yeah, one of my one of my bands uh, communicates over Discord for some reason. Um, so it's like, yeah, oh. I can't have Discord on there. And I used to have like push notifications on Discord on my smartphone. So like everyone would just jump on Discord and be like, hey, where's rehearsal tonight? Hey guys, I'm stuck in traffic. Hey, make sure you leave early for rehearsal. Blah blah blah. And I just don't get any of that anymore. Oh, no. And they're literally just like, "Dude, you totally broke our like system of communicating by like getting your dumb phone." Because now like we can't all just like talk to you. I'm like, you guys could just text me. Is I that texts? Uh, man, I so I only just started using Discord, um, mostly because I I signed up for Trust Fund Ozu's Patreon, and she has a Discord. Uh, connected to it, Trust Fund Ozu. Yeah, who's this? Oh, have we not talked about Trust Fund Ozu with you? Not with me. She is like my new favorite, like sort of new artist. Okay, uh, sort of hyper pop, like in the hundred gex yeah. world, but but it's like own- way more like musically intricate. Is that related? Is that an homage to Yasuhiro Ozu? Th- that's what we talked about. Yeah, that okay. Because like in the new. Or a lot of, I mean, I guess it's a trope, right? You you end up looking. I can't remember where Ozu's back, what Ozu's background was. Actually, I think that the Japanese government gave him money. I know, yeah, that, they did. Yeah, they gave him money. Same thing with uh, Kurosawa um, in yeah. the post World War II because they wanted him to start making art and then getting it back out into the world and making a good name for Japan. But a lot of other artists throughout time, as we have learned our trust fund kids <laughs> who don't have any responsibilities and can just spend their time doing yeah. whatever they want, making art. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, it's sort of smashing those yeah. together. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, do you, I, I've talked to you about, thank you, Scientist, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. They're an awesome band. Okay. Uh, I gotta go to the bathroom. 
the uh i think i've sort of described it as like all the cool parts of the deer hunter meets uh-huh. all the cool parts of coheed and cambria minus yeah. all the weird and annoying parts of both of those bands yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh so uh trust fund ozu is the sort of new project of their drummer and she actually just just like a couple of weeks ago like left thank you scientists to mm-hmm. focus completely on her her solo thing. yeah 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 uh but it's like it's got all the crazy musical complexity of Thank You Scientist, but in like a hyper pop electronic world, it's cool. fucking nuts. Okay. Um, and she's done only a few live shows because it's you know the pandemic. But like mm-hmm. she does this cool thing where like she plays live drums. Yeah. Like with electronic Ableton stuff happening at the same time, it's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and That's the, ly- cool. the lyrics are like witty and smart and funny. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah definitely recommend let's fucking play some some of this dude do it do it nick made that comment about trust fund ozu and like trust fund kids that don't have like responsibilities which just just really brought back i know this is an aside before you you make that happen but like you know like i have like a lot of friends who like audition for like orchestras and stuff like they're trying to be like orchestral musicians and things like that Good luck. which like is so hard and impossible to do and like people talk a lot about the stories like, well, here's how I won my job in my orchestra. And it's like, okay, well, someone being like, well, I was really bad at playing the snare drum. So what did I do? I sat around and played the snare drum all day for 15 hours a day until (sighs) I won a job. And like people have started actually calling people out and being like, where did your money come from? How did you make money during that time? And they're like, well... I was lucky enough that my parents paid for mm. it. And then it's there like, it is. oh, there, there it, it is. is. You got your six-figure music job by <sighs> sitting around and not doing anything. And that's like a like sort of an, a problem that's endemic to classical music in that professional world yeah, in it general. Is. Yeah. It's, just, it's just a lot of like elite people to begin with. Like. Mm. It's it's yeah. hard for for people of lower socioeconomic status to work their way into that world. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Is this it? Are you put put on mic? Did you... This definitely has Gex vibes. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's very Gecky. I'm excited to hear the, where gecky. she goes. Hyperpop. I love the concept of hyperpop, though, just right. in general. Yeah. This is like these weird animation videos. I just love the concept. And for the listeners right now, Eric is showing me a completely overstimulating <laughs> barrage of uh, neon visuals. And I just love the concept in general of anything that's like wretched excess. You know what I mean? Like yes. this is like wretched excess production. It's really like loud and fast and high pitched and insane. And it's all over the place. And like all of the visuals are that exact same thing too. You know, it's just like, I just love any kind of art form or music where it's like, we're going to take this as far to the edge of what's probably <laughs> acceptable as possible. I know. Yes. Otherwise, what else are we doing? I know. It's very true. That's cool. I didn't realize that Asbury Park Trust fun as you. Yeah. Well, that's, thank you, scientists. They're all New Jersey oh, okay. cats. Oh, wow. Asbury Park. Um, 
Shout so, out to Asbury Park. I like that we've got just a, a soundtrack right now of Trust Fund at a zoo. What's the song people should listen to first? The what new you- one is Succubus. Okay. That's this, uh, this music video, right? Like the you've got the Baphomet twerking in this weird animation style. Yeah. So have you guys ever seen the South Park episode Succubus? Oh, of course. Everyone it's has. It's a really great one. I don't know if I remember it. I'm so, not like really you, into the South Park canon anymore. But do you know what's really great about South Park? Do you know who does their theme song? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Primus? <laughs> hey, you know what I always say? Super current, 1996. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're really bringing it back to the early 90s with this one. Um, and you know what we're not bringing it back to is Adventure Time because... What a terrible, shitty segue. We sh- no. No. Well, I'll <laughs> try again. Try again later. <laughs> what I wanted to talk about, we're not talking about Adventure Time. I think because none of us really want to talk about this episode very much. Well, I, have, I have a good way of doing this. I have a good way. You ready for me to do this? You ready to do this? Okay. Okay. Hold on. Give me a sec. Okay. Three, two, one. Arkansas. <laughs> what Arkansas. did that do? What did that do to Nick's face? What do we? So for the listeners, we look at Nick's face. He has a sad face. Nick has a sad face when I say Arkansas. I mean, doesn't everyone? Uh, yeah, man. That's a good transition. Sad face is the name of this Adventure Time episode that we were supposed to talk about. Fine, I'll give you that. Sad face. Episode discussion. All right, so we pick up the episode and we get up on the HBO Max because the three of us are going to watch it together. I was getting a drink of water and I walk into the room and Eric and Sean are laughing and I'm just like, God damn it. And I was like, what? We just remembered what this episode is. (laughs) Eric's like, yeah, I'm not excited. (laughs) It's a fucking thing. Yeah, when I was rage binging the series for the very first time, this was definitely one where I was like... Let's see what's going on on my Instagram story right now. Yeah. I'm just through the middle of this one. It's one of the few... Okay. It's one of the episodes where I was just like midway through. I said to you guys, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what's going on? What are we doing here exactly? And I know that that's you would think that's a common question that you ask while watching Adventure Time. But as we discussed last week, the syntax, the context in the world, it makes sense. In this world even, this is fucking weird. We got Ant World. Have you ever seen this like world of of bugs? Like we're, there's a local. Mm. I'm gonna talk about the bug economy that apparently runs off pennies. Well, I will say there is enough that I feel like could be talked about with this episode for sure. But definitely the crux is why did they make this episode? <laughs> Who decided this was a good idea? Okay, what I was thinking about this too. So <laughs> sad face. Is what? Where is it in the series again? I'm, I'm season six, episode, episode five. five. Right. Okay. So we're coming Jeez. off season five, which is the longest season in Adventure Time history. They've crossed a hundred episodes. This feels like okay. I, the writers are getting burned out. We need to do a different kind of episode. The beginning of season six is super heavy. I noticed it's, oh, right. it's it's in very close right, right, proximity right. to the episode The Tower, which is one of the heaviest emotional like gut rippers of this show uh so maybe they just wanted some goofy reprieve but right not even know. and they were like let's not even have it be a character we know like let's get a total clean break yeah because there's no characters i mean besides like some really great bemo nectar buddy buddy action which there's not enough of <laughs> yeah something else i always wonder is like All for an characters. episode is it like 
okay, they made this episode and they were like, we need to bank this. And like at some point we're going to do this episode. And it was literally just like, hmm, do we know of a week coming up where we just know the ratings will be low and we might as well just throw this one out there? <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, it's like near the holidays and no one's going to be watching. And they just like threw this one in there. You know we what need I mean? to burn. We need to burn a week here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of like we need to burn an app. Um, and it's it's also weird. But one of the things I didn't like about this set is that it leaned into a lot of tropes, which we always talk about it subverting tropes. And I guess it kind of did. Here's the high level uh, <clears throat> summary of this. And let's well, we can stop for a second because one of the most enjoyable parts of the episode is the beginning, which we're, we see in the treehouse that Finn and Jake and sleep, are sleeping. And above Finn, like five feet above, is Bimo and Nectar looking down and smiling at them while they're sleeping, which is very weird. <laughs> it's creepy. And it made me realize that Bimo and Neptor don't need to sleep because they're robots, right? Yeah, it's true. So do they just stay up all night? I think that there's a couple of times when we see Bimo sleeping or, or pretending to nap. Like, yeah. I am napping. Because like, it's very fun. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, he can power down. Can power down. Can take out the batteries. We know lots about Bimo. Yeah. I don't know what Neptor does. Probably just wallows. <laughs> it Who does nice Neptor see- believe his dad is again? Is that Ice King is his dad? <laughs> really? Yeah, I think so. I think it's Ice King's magic that brings him to life. Yeah, so, I, then, so then he decides that Ice King is his dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Finn assembles the electronic parts that are in no way connected or like shouldn't do anything. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then the Ice King zaps it with mm-hmm. magic and brings it to life. And then like a dog, there's an episode where like a dog, they put... Neptor in the middle to see who Neptor will come to to decide and then it's like who's Neptor's dad and then it's like you know Ice King's the dad but then he goes with Finn it's like confusing yeah, yeah. Nick do you know what Neptor stands for um narcoleptic entourage pie throwing robot <laughs> you knew it was pie throwing robot I knew that part I couldn't <laughs> what is N-E never ending oh so it's just <laughs> So when it when Infinite they made pies. it at first, it just was throwing pies all the time. <laughs> Where were all the pies coming from? Just itself, yes. Okay, they yeah. just were coming from conjured. <laughs> and did they pi- start piling up? Uh, I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it was addressed. <laughs> that seems like a real season one Adventure Time thing, and it makes sense to me why Neptor kind of fades because <laughs> that's just sort of like a ha ha funny random stretchy dog joke. Yeah. But funny. I like this episode of the random stretchy dog joke. Yeah. Although I would say it was fun to see Bimo and Neptor being friends because the last time we saw them interact, Bimo was so mean to Neptor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. A couple episodes ago, Bimo was, yeah. Yeah. So they're there and they're like, watch this. And Neptor's like, come on, what's going to happen? And Bimo goes, once a month, this happens. And Jake's tail wakes up and starts stretching on its own, goes and packs up a ransack is that what that is packs a sack lunch a bindle a bindle a bindle with a stick to carry over it like an old-timey hobo and then grabs a hat an old-timey hat heads out and Neptor is like where's he going and Bimo said that is not for us to know or is that none, none of our business that's none of our yeah. business which to me i love that that's the line it's right. like we can watch them sleep but we're not gonna like follow this you know it's none of our business. and then the tail goes out 
It has a whole night at the circus where it works once a month doing some arty routine while there's a big chipmunk that's been captured and is being tortured and abused until the tail can free the chipmunk and make lots of money with a comedy routine and then go back to Jake's body. And it's an inconsequential episode. Well, so, okay, but I have a lot of things that care. I have a lot of really like these things don't matter, but these were the first things that came into mind as I was watching this episode. So here's my first thing that I wonder. So the tail, it can see and hear? Yes, like the tail is sentient. It has thoughts, emotions, expressions, can see, hear, everything, despite having no face, uh, nose, ear, eye, mouth. What? Yep. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. That's weird. Yeah, it puts makeup on, like a clown face. Yeah. To arrange the face. And it's called Blue Nose. That's what everyone yeah. at the... Uh, and specific, the, the leader of the circus is voiced by Brett Gelman. It's like a large beetle. Mm-hmm. And all of the audience members are ants. Ants. Yeah. Now, we have we ever seen bugs like this? I mean, yeah, we've seen yeah, plenty we've of seen bugs. bugs. Remember, what, what was the uh, BMO Lost? Oh. Like, there's a bug dance party. Yeah. Uh, bugs actually dancing is sort of common. Right. Well, I mean... We've seen spiders. Yeah, we've seen a lot of that Oh, we've seen spiders. So <laughs> many spiders. Um... But, like, something that I noticed that was random. Um, you know why I don't like bugs? Why? They live in the dirt. That's true. They do live in the dirt. Yeah. Do you know I, where most of this episode takes place? Where? The dirt. Ugh. Maybe that's why we hated it Bug-filled so dirt. That, that, will, that will get me. Luckily, yeah. no hey, mud. Hey, ant mounds, right? Ant mounds. Ant, yeah. The, yeah. That's very true. But yeah. I was going to say... Full circle. Um... <laughs> Fun little thing for me. Did anyone else notice the animators having fun every time they did a like a fade or a scene change? It was like the the circle shrinking, and it yeah. always it always came in on the blue nose. So it was like the whole thing like yeah. came down to the blue nose and then came out of some other. And the last shot, there. it came into the hat. The hat, yeah, yeah. that was super cool. That I like that. I did yeah. like that the audience were ants, like nondescript ants. Mm-hmm. They were either brown or red and that was fun i like the mm-hmm. nondescript that's something that used to happen a lot more in cart- children's cartoons just the nondescript background characters and rabble and yeah but that was another thing that gave this like a throwaway feel to me it was like we saw ant interaction and ants actually had speaking roles but they were under animated you know what i mean there wasn't like color detail put it's like yeah sure like when we're seeing like blue nose do his like routine like the background doesn't need to be like these colorized ants but like once they're talking it's still just like they're all like one color and like look the same it's just like you know i don't know but felt like a throwaway yeah i i think the one moment that we all at least nick i heard have a reaction in the middle of the episode was when you see blue nose so he goes out it's like, okay, it's time for him to go out. And he does his routine with there's the, the circus. Yeah. There's the oranges. He puts on the record, um, you know, on the old gramophone. And like, there's the bee and whatever. And then you see just the multitude of crowd reactions to Blue it's, Nose's it's routine. It's this really um, eccentric art play where yeah. basically Blue Nose is kicking out a bunch of oranges and finds an abandoned bee child in there before talking to it and then it ascends into the heavens yeah some sort of weird metaphor allegory (laughs) yeah and people are not there for any art shit they're just trying to (laughs) 
laugh and see big shit. Uh, except for one little girl who's who's crying. Who's crying, yeah. And Nick exclaimed, yeah, she gets it. <laughs> I didn't get it. No. Is there something there for us to get? Or are we just supposed to like kind of understand like that there is a meaning, but we, we were not privy to maybe I, you could i could like make up some shit right now for you if you want me to no no no, 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 no. <laughs> about but, life and death and acceptance and uh, yeah well it seemed like that's what he was trying to do and then the brett gelman character the like lead beetle or whatever was like hey what did i tell you less artsy more fartsy and then he, that's, and then, that's and gonna then, be something that i that i yeah. yell at people from now on yeah yeah but <laughs> Another thing I loved is so after that happens, you know, he goes out to a trailer um, to like, you know, talk to Brett Gelman out there. But um, jumping ahead a little bit in the episode, you notice jump, that like, jump away. yeah, well, at the very end of the episode, it's like, oh, time for the tale to retract. And he re goes through every single place that he traveled in order as he like that was in my opinion, the funniest yeah. bit of this yeah. so, so, episode. Because, so just so you get it, so the tail is awake and going and takes the ransack and heads out into the forest and it just keeps extending the whole episode. So the tail is sentient and going and stretching everywhere it needs to go. So it's there's always a, ostensibly a huge knotted mess of just Jake... <laughs> tail all around this circus because yeah. it's going every which way which we see it get to un- unfold which was really funny mm-hmm. one of my favorite parts was now this is getting tropey brett kelman doesn't want to let the chipmunk out because he says we're barely breaking even and when the chipmunk came out they made three whole pennies and there's just pennies and nickels surrounding him because and they're really big because beetles and bugs are really small now why are they using pennies as currency? Like, why are and, they using human currency? Yeah, and also the pennies, it doesn't really make sense. The pennies are as big as he is, so they're just dragging around a penny, and then they throw it in as a tip. But if they're that valuable, they're throwing in, like, maybe huge portions of their wealth and income just because they're enjoying a circus show so much. It, it doesn't make I don't sense. Know. I don't know. Are we really going to get into Adventure Time bug economy? Oh, here. Okay, here's here's my take. Uh, Hit it. This is like human currency from a thousand years ago. Right? Oh, right. So oh, they're yeah. not actually using these, these these coins. So they probably have some symbolic value. One, um, but they're probably more like antiques. And maybe Brett Gelman's character has some sort of fence where you can trade these antique human coins for other resources and uh maybe the regular bug people uh that are audience members that are you know the the proletariat i guess they they don't have a direct use for these antique coins because yeah they're huge and unwieldy but because they're bugs and they can fit into places that larger people can't maybe they find coins more readily so this is the primary market for them to use they're found antique coins, you know, mm. at the circus. And then, you know, Brett Gelman can barter with more powerful, larger beings for more resources in order to sustain his entertainment business. Yeah. And buy his horse. <laughs> right? That's like part of the tropes and alcohol for a circus owner. Yeah, a circus owner is usually maybe not, he can not buy super some great. more freaks for his freak show. 
<laughs> it's fucked up, man. I don't like the circus. Yeah. It's like the old timey circus stuff is. Yeah. It's weird. Well, it's <laughs> yeah. Nobody needed to really investigate <laughs> the physics of how that all works, but that's that's my. Okay, that's I my like guess. it. I like it. Um, Honestly, I like blacked out for like a, <laughs> a while in the middle of this episode because like it just wasn't really grabbing my attention super hard. But it was like it was right around when Sad Face was just like doing his artsy bit. And then I was just like, oh, this reminds me of a lot of my favorite actual art movies. And I just thought about art movies for a while and I missed. Uh, what did you think about? I thought about Federico Fellini's Eight and a Half and like the circus like oh. thing at the very end. I also thought about, um, uh, because of the gramophone, I thought about David Lynch's Twin Peaks, The Return. David Lynch. There it is. You're going to have to write that theme song one day. Play that. David Lynch celebration theme song. But anyway, yeah, so I thought about art movies for a little while in there while Brett Gelman Beetle was saying some bullshit to Blue Nose. I don't know. If I was Brett Gelman and this was the episode that I was contacted to guest star in, I would be annoyed. Be like, yeah. you're going to use me on a fucking burner episode? <laughs> yeah. But also like Tom Kenny's, ep- uh, Tom Kenny's voice was in it for like one and a half seconds. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like he probably like it's like oh man, I wonder if they went to him for this, and he's just like, well, you know, yeah, I was. It, it does. Let me do a throwaway thing when you when you bring up that because like Tom Kenny must have recorded it on a day he was doing a shitload of Ice King stuff. You would imagine, yeah, that's yeah. true. So then it's like fuck, they had to like write all these episodes. I okay, this is off topic, but I I would do anything to get off this fucking episodes topic. <laughs> uh, I've started watching the show Final Space, which is okay. not that great. Um. And Tom Kenny does a voice in it, and it's it feels like such a waste of Tom Kenny. It I I don't know who the voice director is for this show, but I f- am so mad at that person because I I hate all of the voices in this show. Yeah, it's so ter- so terrible. Uh, Tom Kenny is a like a Star Cruiser AI system. So he's just talking like a regular person, but like more subdued. And it's just such a waste of Tom Kenny's voice. It doesn't do it's, anything. Yeah, That's weird because when, when, when you think about like what is like the general, uh-oh. Sorry about that, y'all. I got really nervous. I think the powers that be, the the Illuminati <laughs> that actually sculpted this episode have been hearing how much we hate it, and uh, they, they tried to stop the podcast. 
I think that's what you know that what I, was. Wait, wait, did you have something? To, I, had, I had something to say. Well, I was just going to say, <laughs> well, hold on. Ooh, hey. Uh, no, but uh, Eric was talking about Tom Kenny's voice in that oh, show, yeah, yeah. which makes no sense to me because for me, it's like, oh, well, like the like the general understanding of like what a producer does is like, you know who would be the perfect voice for this person? That, you know what I mean? And they like pick a person that like, does like you know it's like it's so out of the ordinary for tom kenny to do something that isn't someone that talks like this and has a lot of really big emotions because it's like that's like how his voice is like brilliant you know yeah Yeah. it makes you wonder like oh did he really want to was he like searching to do a role that didn't sound like that yeah i don't know it's just it's, it's boring though it's yeah fred armison also voices another robot in that series and it's much funnier Okay. Yeah, I so, but he's like regular guy, like like Fred Armisen, just like he's yeah, great he's not really doing a voice. Guy. He's just Fred Armisen. Yeah, and yet it's like it's still funnier than Tom Kenny's character. Oh, oh gotcha. So, which should not be the case. No. Sorry, in a in a in a Cartoon. animated show. No. You know, it's mm-hmm. fu- I was gonna say misusing people's voices. I almost one of the worst ones almost is, but then it's not. Is is Mark Hamill in regular show? Like we said. <laughs> I know. As skips. It's almost just a complete disrespect of his talents and career and legacy. And he's an incredible voice actor, obviously. But then it kind of rules. Yeah. I love skips though. Yeah, I know. You know? I love skips. Yeah, yeah. I mean they they really reached in getting Mark Hamill for that part. I'm surprised mm-hmm. that he did it for nine seasons also. That's insane. Like, I mean, it's iconic now. That's like yeah. a huge part of his oeuvre. Yeah. So <laughs> I want to say something also while we're on the regular show topic ever so slightly is that one of my high schools on the whiteboard in one of the big music classrooms in the bottom left hand corner is a tiny little drawing of pops, just his head. And right next to it is a slightly bigger pops and then a slightly bigger pops. And just imagine the head getting bigger and bigger and bigger of pops. And it takes up like almost the whole whiteboard on this side of just like a huge head of pops. And I was like, yes, someone drew this that. This is some kid just and then drew pops, 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 <laughs> pops, like on, <laughs> like above each one of them. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. I love pops. Um, oh, here's what I wanted to say before. I one of the things I liked about this episode. The bu- I want to hear it. <laughs> oh okay hey let's yeah we can how okay. dare you inject positivity <laughs> can i can i just, what if i just say it's two words can fine just, i'll plug my ears we don't have to talk we don't have to talk about it, i'll just say it. um two words buff ant <laughs> oh yeah dude the buff the buff ant someone very clearly thought wait. it was going to be really funny for a buff ant yeah so, weightlifter ant because it's like Leotard. it's like everything's going on and all of a sudden <laughs> hard cut to buff ant just stand, just standing it's hard old-timey mustache old-timey buff guy sure that's Fine. all okay Fine. we can move on now also <laughs> that one buff ant was blue like yeah. every other ant was a different color yeah. Did you see the snail? <laughs> no segue. Did, 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 did you see the snail? Did you see the snail? Did you see it? Eric, did you see the snail? Yes, I saw the snail. Sean, did yes. you see the snail? Nick, did you see the snail? 
The suspense is killing me. Yes. Thank God. All right. Well, I, I wanted to say no, but <laughs> great. Good job, everyone. <laughs> if you if you said no, I would have I would have left. I would have packed up my stuff. I would have gone back to Austin. It was so obvious. It was yeah. so fucking. That's how. Okay. For the listener, this was one of the very few moments where it's like, oh, hey, look, the snail is a character in the show. Yeah, this yeah. episode was so mediocre. They had to involve the snail in the action. Yeah, he he's he, he had a little if, hat. Yeah, he had, <laughs> he had a diver's hat on. He had, that's funny. His <laughs> <laughs> I like that. little red diver's hat on the snail. <laughs> oh, I want to find a picture of that. Well, yeah, uh, I think that needs to be an icon on social media for this is finding the, the little uh, freeze frame of the snail with a little diver's cap on. And then he dove into a comically small pail of there he is right there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm Googling. Can you do the Google song before you do the Fine, play the Google theme song. Thank you. Oh, I love that. a very very good wait the snail's kind of fucked up his butt is gone huh. is it yeah a little okay, bit okay hold on you just said his butt is gone and i need to talk about something for a second well okay first <laughs> congratulations to us we saw the snail play that theme song okay looking in the scenery very unsettling moment in the show okay so you were saying what's up with the snail he looks messed up his butt is gone there's a moment where blue nose is trying to do his like redeeming um new act and he starts trying to like play record spinner dj on the gramophone and just in the middle of jake's tail a little butt forms yeah. that he starts shaking like blue yeah. nose starts shaking a little butt no. and it's very uncomforting i did not like that moment yeah I-, I thought it was one of the funnier moments where you get to see the butt 
Well, <laughs> all right. Yeah. So yeah. is this our least favorite episode so far? No. Um, I'd still put the other one that we said. I feel. What was your other one? It was a, a Finn being a jerk to Flame Princess and manipulating her. That was a bad one. I, I, I also just, I don't want to go that hard on it yet. Just knowing that there's like full on lumpy space princess episodes. Oh, to Jesus come. Christ! <laughs> hey, you know what? There is something that's good. There's something that's good here. Is that before we went on mic, I was like, Eric, what is this episode? I hope it has nothing to do with fucking lumpy space princess. <laughs> and I you know, know that was good. That didn't. Happen. I know when you guys were upset about the episode, I was really scared of the lumpy space <laughs> episode. <laughs> My God, man! You know what? Someday we're gonna have to uh, deal with a guest that likes Lumpy Space Princess, and there's gonna have to be a spirited de- debate because there are people that love Lumpy Space Princess. Yeah. Someday, but not today. Not but thank today. God. So, would you say it's our second least favorite episode? Yes. All right. Well, play that second least favorite episode theme song. It was a second least favorite episode so far. Second least favorite episode so far. Second. Okay. If you're enjoying this podcast, please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Nobody's enjoying this podcast anymore. <laughs> if you aren't enjoying this podcast, please keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's do Miscellaneous Mania. <laughs> There's things you may not know Those Eric and Nick will show you All the trivia and miscellaneous We we keep getting to Miscellaneous Mania and I just keep going like, I don't want to do this. (laughs) I have a question. Especially in this one. What? I have a question. Do we know approximately... How many episodes the snail is a part of the action for? No, we don't know. Nope. At least one. Okay. (laughs) Cool. Or two. I've seen him in two. I think there's four at least. Uh, We've seen him in two Lich episodes. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. here's some trivia. The snail appears as a circus act in this episode. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Wiki, for that one. Uh, no, I, I love the Wiki. Oh, this is the second time in the, that Finn and Jake have no dialogue in episode they appear in. Uh, the first being Sky Witch and the third being High Strangeness, my favorite episode of all time. Yeah, so the only two... So Neptor has dialogue and Bimo has dialogue. Yeah. And then other than that, there are no regular characters that have dialogue. No. They, Man. they uh the chipmunk is kind of like King Kong. It is. It's... Yeah, the chipmunk is definitely King Kong. How nice of uh Blue Nose to give food to the the King Kong chipmunk. Mm-hmm. Very nice moment. But anyway, Eric, you have any thoughts on this one? What do you think, man? Uh, I don't think anything. I'm seeing you if there's anything. any trivia on the internet. But. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that for me, 
I'm just like, every time the snail comes in and has any type of action, it's like, oh yeah, I wasn't expecting that, you know? Um, Nick, have you ever thought about getting the snail as a tattoo? No. I have. It, would that be a good tattoo? That I, could be a fun tattoo. I've seen it on a lot of people. What about the snail? What yeah. if you get the one with the diver's cap, though? Yeah, you should definitely get diver's cap snail. This may be my new favorite snail, is diver's cap snail. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I usually <laughs> see the lich-possessed snail as the more artistic one. Yeah, but it's but that's like, not like... That's not really snail, you know? For me, it's like... Oh, look, I guess this ant. has to do with tattoo. There he is. <laughs> I can't, a buff ant. Nick just pulled up a picture of buff ant. But, you know, for me, it's like, I guess this just goes into tattoo aesthetics, but it's like, you know, are, are why are you getting a version of, like, this pop culture thing in, like, its rare form? Like, why wouldn't you just get the thing doing its normal thing, whatever? I mean, that's just, like, for me, like, if I were to get the snail, I would want, like, normal waving snail. You know what I mean? Just, like, yeah. timeless snail. I feel like as far as tattoos go, the snail's art is just very simple. That yeah. most people that want to get a tattoo want something a little bit more than just the typical snail. People want just like the 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 high the high class tattoo art, you know. Anyway. <laughs> yep. Um Nick, what if high class snail tattoos? Nick, what if what if the snail had something to do with your cube? <laughs> we Have you uh, talked about the cube yet? Uh I don't think I've actually explained it in air. Let's Eric, talk about the cube. Eric, wait, Eric thinks that I've explained the cube on air multiple times, and I don't think I've ever explained it. So I, <laughs> let's just hold it. We did meet a cube on our last episode that we just recorded. You met a cube. Yeah. yeah. It was a cube of all the discarded uh, other Mo's besides BMO and AMO. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, we'll talk about the cube another time. I need to figure out what's going on with it. Yeah. Well, like I need to design it. <laughs> I got a tattoo. Yeah. You got two. I got two. I got a tattoo on my left wrist that says breathe. Okay. And it says breathe period in lowercase. And okay. then on the right, I got a tattoo. Nick hasn't seen this one before. It says, do not seek to emulate the master. Seek what the master sought, which is a Japanese proverb. It's a translation. It is a um a less common translation of a Japanese proverb. That's a that's a good proverb. That's a good by one. By Basho, who's like the haiku guy. I I, I was I, hoping when you sh- showed your other arm that you would it was going to say by Faith Hill. Oh, breathe by Faith Hill. <laughs> yeah, a tribute to Faith Hill. Oh. Like that's your ta- like oh, a two part tattoo. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that could have been fun. You could still add that in. Yeah. I could. <laughs> If I were to be get a little guitarist. portrait, get a portrait of Faith there. I uh, I really liked that album when I was young. <laughs> I think we all did. If I were to become a guitarist, I would definitely get something to match "Breathe" here, so that it does the thing where like my left hand's on the neck and you see "Breathe," and then my right hand's strumming, so it's got to have a thing here. And then like, have you ever seen guitarists have that where it's like a tattoo here and here? So when you're playing the guitar. It makes one unified thing. Oh, I have not seen that. Yeah. It's too involved. I think the guitar players in my circle don't have enough money to get <laughs> thought out tattoos like Get that. thought out tattoos. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Y'all ever know anyone to get a stick and poke tattoo? Yeah. You have a stick and poke Some tattoo? Some of them are cool. Some of them look good. Like there's people who are... are... Most of them don't. 
Well, that's true, but <laughs> there are people who are like figuring it out and making it their thing. I mean, you're not they're not supposed to look good. No. In Austin, like there are stick and poke artists at indie shows. Where yeah, it's like I know now hey, it's come like back a, here for uh your your come get a stick and poke at the show. Right. I was thinking about it's becoming some like like the cube could be a stick and poke. But I d I wouldn't have <laughs> I wouldn't have I wouldn't have the stones to be at a show and be like, huh, do I want a tattoo forever and ever and ever? Uh yeah, okay, yeah, let's let's get a little Let's get a little Texas like a, on the good, side of my my heel. It's a girl thing to do. You get lots of little tattoos on your arms and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't have to gender it. No, but I've <laughs> seen it commonly with that gender. You could get one too if you're male or non-binary. Or I've fluid thought or about getting a little tattoo right here. It would be the steely lightning bolt. Oh my god! Just like a Grateful Dead lightning bolt, right here. That's a- or just like on, on this, between my one of my fingertips and my second knuckle, just like a that good long. Spot for it. Get You're get a little get a little branding steady. yourself heavy there. I know that's a little rough. Yeah, but I like it. It's a good spot yeah. for it. Um, should we pick an episode for next week? Yes. Yeah. What are we gonna watch next week? What are we gonna watch? This is the episode we're going to review for the very special next episode. Yeah. What? What? How do I get there? Random number. Yeah. All right. Episode. All right. Here we go. Nick is. Oh no, we can't do that one. Oh, we Nick do it. Yeah. Yeah. Has. Nick is picking an episode on the random generator. Oh fuck! Do, we do, did do. that one again. Too. What was do. that? Nick First it was Car Wars, then clicking. it was Death and Bloom. Ugh. Nick keeps picking numbers that we already have done. You know how you should have done this? Oh, here we go. Oh, episode 78, Incendium. Incendium. Uh, season 3, episode 26. It's a Finn-centric one. I Doesn't seem like he's going to be... Uh, uh, behaving that well, but Rebecca Sugar worked on it, which is uh, great. Oh, so fun for the podcast, yeah. Cool. We'll That's see cool. you then. It's been next a while since we did a Rebecca Sugar episode. It has been a while. It's been a while. If as Primus family said, famously <laughs> said, it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> well, this was an episode of Adventure, guys. Yep. Guys, what a whirlwind. <laughs> I'm just so. Thrilled, wind touched. Wind is one of my favorite airs. Hold on, I'm not done yet. Okay, <laughs> I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. I'm blessed. I'm thankful to have been a part of this episode of Adventure Guys. You know what I'm not thankful for? Dirt. Fuck dirt. My name is Mud. Yeah. Play that. I like dirt theme song. All right. Peace out, y'all. Bye.